It's another Saturday morning at CCO Land when we talk wine, among other things, with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hello, Denny. It's a How nice morning uh, today. It's, it doesn't fit. Yeah, we're getting a little snow, but you know what? With the high temps this week, it'll be gone before you know it. Isn't that the truth? And, of course, this has been a wonderful winter for winter lovers. Yes, that's true. <laughs> snow and... Cold and Cold all of and that. Yeah. All of that. What are we going to talk about today? <laughs> well, today is Open That Bottle Night. And that's a, a, it just looking at the calendar and seeing that that was there brought back a flood of memories. There was a couple that wrote for the Wall Street Journal from about for 11 years, from about 2009 till, uh, I mean, from 1998 to 2009. And it was called Tastings. And very often, Charlie and I, years ago, would key off. Their column appeared on Thursday, and whatever they were talking about usually made for a very interesting conversation for us to have Saturday morning. You know, our friends did this this week, and let's, you know, what do you think of that? Anyhow, uh, we're a brilliant couple, I thought, because uh, they were both journalists and authors and wine lovers, and they wrote this column jointly called Tastings. And it covered a gamut of issues. They've written wine books as well. But they really were very objective and not biased. And, and I thought uh, always presented an interesting point of view about the wines they operated and everything. And in 2000, they created Open That Bottle Night. You know, everybody who has a wine cellar has a bottle or two of wine. Oh, that's put away for a special occasion. Well, they contended that Today is the special occasion. Let's open it now. And, you know, they made a valid point, I thought. You know, some people have wines aging, and, you know, not all wines are meant to age. We've talked about this in the past. About 5% of the wines made every single year around the world are age-worthy. Now, that isn't very much. The other 95% should be drunk right away. I couldn't tell you how many times somebody's called me up and said, my aunt Minnie died, or my Uncle George died, and we found a bottle of a 1935 leaf brown milk in the cellar. Is it worth anything? Well, no. <laughs> uh, the problem is leaf brown milk is one of those wines that wasn't meant to age. And, you know, so this open that bottle night is a good way to and, and have the wine you're interested in and try it. And share it with somebody. You know, if you have some friends, say, open a bottle of your cellar and come over, and we'll open uh, the wine together. And that's it unlocks memories, especially if you said you bought a bottle of wine. You were in, say, Italy, and you had this wine you just loved, so you bought a bottle of it, trucked it all the way home, and you're going to have it sometime, and you put it in the cellar. Well, and there it sits in that cellar. Well, uncork those memories. And open that bottle of Italian wine now. Uh, chances are most wines aren't going to get a lot better. I, I always tell the story that this is the contrary to that. The wines don't age very well. About, oh golly, eight or nine years ago, I went down in my cellar to, and I was cooking coca vin. And that's where you take a chicken and you put a whole bottle of wine in a pot with onions and other seasonings, and you let that wine, a chicken simmer in that wine all day long. And it's a wonderful French dish, and you want a drinkable bottle of wine, but you, it, you want a bottle of wine that isn't going to break the bank. And 
modestly priced because you're going to just boil the chicken up in it. Well, I found a bottle of Corbiers down there from 1959. Now, the wine was almost 60 years old, and I thought, you know, I'll take this upstairs and I'll end up pouring it out. Well, I end up pouring it in. I drank almost the whole bottle. It was so delicious. And it still had the price tag on it, 89 cents. But that is truly, indeed, the exception. Most of those wines that are in your cellar uh, memories rather than uh, unlock a great find like that Corbiere's. That was, Corbiere isn't supposed to age that long. Who knows what they put in it back in 1959. That was a long, long time ago. But the wine, as I said, was just exceptional. I had the wine with the Cocavan that night, and I cooked the Cocavan and another wine of Beaujolais, I think, and it was delicious. But, boy, I'll tell you, I still remember that 89-cent bottle of Corbiere's, 50 years old, and absolutely wonderful to try. So, you know, when you, today is, they always did that open that bottle night on the last Saturday in February, but you don't have to do it tonight. If you want to plan a little in advance, do it next Saturday. But I think open that bottle night is a wonderful idea that uh, both Dorothy Gator and John Brecher, the columnist for the Wall Street Journal, and they also wrote for the New York Times, etc. So they were good writers, and they knew their subject matter well, the wines, of the, and they wrote about the wines of the world. And I think this is one of the great legacies they left us is open that wine bottle night. You know, you got to first choose the wine in your cellar. Now, you don't necessarily have to open the very best wine you have. Um, open the wine that means the most to you. And, and as I said, that kind of wine uncorks memories. And um, maybe the wine is something your grandfather made. Or maybe the wine is something a friend gave you when you got married and you just never got around to it. At any rate, as I said, there, it's more important to share the memories and the joy of the wine than it is to think you're going to uncover some fabulous wine. Now, of course, some people have wonderful cellars and you've been saving a bottle of 1959 Chateau Lafitte or 1982 Chateau Margaux or you have a bottle of uh, 85 Latache. My heavens, go ahead and drink them up because those are wonderful, wonderful wine that frankly aren't getting any better. When wines age, they age on a kind of a funny plateau. Uh, they hold for a long time at their peak quality, and uh, it takes them a while to get to that, and they drop off fast. And sometimes when you open a bottle of wine and you don't think it's very good, let it sit there for a while. I always decant older wines. And you also want to make sure that the wine is the right drinking temperature, not 70 degrees in your room, uh, you know, cellar temperature is about 55 to 57 degrees. And even uh, red wines benefit from being drunk at that chillier temperature. White wines, surely, uh, as we've talked in the past, if you've got some white wines and you don't like them and you want to get rid of them, bring those wines down as cold as you can and you drink them. Nobody can tell whether they're good, bad, or indifferent because they're, they're too cold. And so make sure the wine is at cellar temperature. Get yourself one of those Asso Corks. Pullers. They're two prongs, and that prevents, if the cork is so old it crumbles, that asso, which the blades slide down either side of the cork and then twist it out. It never penetrates the cork. It's called an asso wine opener and has two blades on the side, and that'll take 
corks out of older bottles of wine without penetrating the cork and causing the cork to crumble and and fall away. So you have to remember to try that so the cork doesn't buy easy. You know, it's safer probably not to decant, but I like to decant older wines because I think they open up a bit. It's not a bad idea to have a backup wine. So you, if you're going to have a special wine and the wine turns out to be not so hot, have something else so you can still have a nice evening. And it's fun to do that, as I said, with friends, have it with dinner, open that bottle of wine you bought in Italy and saving, saving. You don't know when that special anniversary or that special occasion is. I'm telling you, it's right now. Open it up and enjoy it. And a salute to both Dorothy and John. They were great columnists, and I loved their column all the years they wrote that for the Wall Street Journal. It was absolutely inspirational on Thursdays to read what they had to say, and I didn't always agree with them, and I think that's a good thing. But I always admired their objectivity when they talked about wines. You know, a lot of wine writers, it's their taste, and that's that. But they weren't like that. They were very open to everybody's taste. And uh, so I think what they started on Open That Special Bottle Night is a wonderful thing to do, and I'd suggest to our listeners that a bitter winter night like tonight is going to be, that beautiful snow out there, open that special bottle of wine, put a fire in the fireplace, maybe have a nice meal, maybe something like coca van or stew, something that's very hearty on a cold night, and that old bottle of wine, and I'm telling you, you're going to not only have a wonderful evening, but you're going to sop up those great memories, and it'll be a memorable evening. And as I said, uh, you don't have to do it tonight. That Tonight is the night. It's the last Saturday in February. But you can do it next Saturday and invite a neighbor who has a, some wine in their cellar and share it with them. It's a wonderful way to treat older bottles of wine, and it's a wonderful way, in my opinion, to really enjoy the cellar's uh, selection that you have yourself. That's why you have a cellar. Yeah. And it's a good reason to open that bottle tonight. Great, great idea. Uh, and I'm going to do that very thing. <clears throat> Excuse me, Jack. Before we talk about Haskell's, a texter says, what wine do you think would go well with pan-fried salmon? Would a Pinot oh. Noir for that? Pinot Noir yeah. by far. In fact, we have one right now that would be perfect. It's Marcinet. It's a BOGO, so you buy one, you get one free. I think it's twenty four ninety nine, so that they actually cost you twelve fifty a bottle. It's Marcinet. It's a terrific vintage, and it would be perfect with pan seared salmon. As a matter of fact, I had salmon last night, and I had a bottle of Pinot Noir with that salmon. It wasn't the Marcinet; uh, it was the San uh, Savigny Le Bon. But it was a marriage made in mm. heaven. Oh, great idea! Well, Jack, sauteed salmon is wonderful, and when you have it with Pinot Noir. Has that even doubled your appreciation of the salmon? <laughs> well, if you have any more questions, you stop in any one of the Haskell's locations. Those good folks there will be glad to help you out. Indeed. And as a matter of fact, if you haven't got a special wine for open that bottle of wine, stop in at Haskell's and pick one up. Folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. They love to pair wine with food. And best of all, they'll put you in touch with a wine that will not break the bank, and you will enjoy it. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Chanhassen. There's a Haskell's in downtown Excelsior. In Faribault, we're right off of 35W. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is not to be missed. Downtown Minneapolis has free parking on Saturday and Sunday. 
uh, Haskell's at Ridgedale at Minnetonka, Haskell's in Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or go to WCCO.com slash wine. It'll take you directly to the Haskell's website. Excellent, Jack. Well, you have a good weekend, and I uh, hope you won't get snowed in. But sometimes that's not. not sometimes that's not a bad idea. Well, yes, as I said, put a fire in the fireplace, yes. open that bottle, and it, it might be a wonderful diversion. I'm going to take your advice and do that very thing tonight. Great. Look All forward right. to talking to you. Thank you, Bye-bye. Jack. Jack Farrell back next uh, week here on CCO with another wine chat. Well, I'll tell you what, before we head to CBS News and get those lawn and garden questions ready, if you can see your lawn, I think uh, by the end of the week we ain't be able to with uh, the warmer temperatures after this snow. Julie Weisenhorn will be in studio next hour for our Smart Garden Show. So get those lawn and garden questions ready. In the meantime, here's that forecast for the Twin Cities. Snow today, uh, high about 31 degrees. We're at 10 now, so near 31. And the daytime snow accumulation, they're predicting anywhere from 1 to 3 inches possible today. Overnight, that's the heavy snow time. Lows of around 20. We could get an additional 3 to 5 inches possible overnight. And then the sun returns tomorrow. Mostly sunny skies. Highs near 31 degrees. Even warmer as we head through the week. Sunshine returns Monday. High near 37. See what else. Cloudy skies Tuesday. Again, a 37-degree high. And we could even hit 40 by the time Wednesday comes. With partly sunny skies by the end of the week, Friday, mostly sunny, another high of 37. Right now in the Twin Cities, cloudy fog and mist in some areas. Northeast winds are at 5. Our current CCO temperature is...